If you listen to episode 193 of the Garden Basics with Farmer Fred podcast, you heard Debbie Flower and myself discussing bagged worm castings. And she said this about the benefits of worm castings. Fresh worm castings have a lot of nitrogen in them, and a lot of nitrogen can be very good in the garden, or there can be too much, and it can be too hot and burn the plants. So you, you get a lot of nitrogen, you get some iron, some zinc, some copper, phosphorus, potassium. Worm castings do contain organic matter, and they contain very broken down organic matter, which we call humus, which is pretty stable. It has some good characteristics uh, in the soil, and it one of those being that it, it has high what we call cation exchange capacity. It, it holds on to cations or positively charged ions, so nutrients that plants can use as well as holding on to water, and it lets them go when the plant needs it. All of that's good, and that the humus part of it will not change over time. But there are also live organisms in fresh uh, worm castings, and those don't survive forever. And they're good live organisms. And there's water, too. And there's water. Yes, it's moist. And that disappears. And that disappears. Right. So Debbie threw out a curveball there. Cation exchange capacity. What is cation exchange capacity? And why should you, the gardener, care a rat's patootie about it? And I know you're going to ask the question, all right, so what do I buy to fix it? No. Oh, let's let's talk with Debbie and find out. Debbie Flower, as uh, I, I tracked her down, she was in the garden. Of course. Of course. And of course, you can probably go into greater detail about what is this thing we call cation exchange capacity, also known as CEC. Right. Yeah. CEC, cation exchange capacity. First, we can look at the name, a cation. Ions are charged particles, and the nutrients that plants absorb are absorbed as charged particles. And if you think of a magnet or a couple of magnets, uh, a magnet will have two ends, a positive end and a negative end. Positive ion, an ion that has a positive charge, is called a cation. And an ion that has a negative charge is called an anion. So cations are just charged particles that exist in the soil. The cation exchange capacity is the ability of the soil to hold on to and give up to the plants the positively charged nutrients. Soil particles are charged. A lot of things in this world are charged. We can't see it and we don't often feel it. But soil particles are have negative charges on their surface. The smaller the particle, the larger number of negative charges it has for its surface. So large soil particles like sand have a low cation exchange capacity, and small particles like clay have a high cation exchange capacity. So that means that the a clay soil can act as a pantry of positively charged nutrients that plants need and use regularly. Sandy soil can also act as a pantry, but it can't hold as much. It's not as big a pantry. It doesn't have as many negative charges to hold on to those positively charged ions that the plants need. Ions, cations attached to the soil particles can leave the soil particle and enter water, everything comes to the plant in water, all nutrients come to the plant in water, and they enter the plant in a water uh, matrix. And so water will go by the soil particle, 
And if there's lots of water, clear water, and not a lot of, of ions, nutrients, the hydrogen in water can knock off a, a nutrient, take the place on the soil particle of the cation. The cation then gets into the stream of water and travels to the plant. So that's the exchange portion. So in a in a sand, there's just a small pantry. There's not a lot of places to hold on to the positively charged ions that the plant needs. In a clay soil, there's a lot more pantry space, a lot more positively charged nutrients can stay in that pantry attached to those soil particles. And so we have to fertilize much less frequently in a, in a clay soil. It's much more convenient. And it's a much more even release of nutrients to the plant than if we were constantly piling on, say, synthetic uh, fertilizers from above. The organic matter in soil actually has a bigger pantry space than even clay does. There's one part of that organic material called humus, H-U-M-U-S, and it is the final breakdown product of organic matter in the soil. There's lots of life in the soil, and each one eats organic matter, but they need it broken down. As the size of the organism gets smaller, they need that organic matter broken down a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. So the worms eat it and they poop it out, and then the fungus and bacteria eat the worm poop, and then the smaller microorganisms eat the fungus and bacteria poop. And finally, it gets down to where there's nobody smaller to eat it anymore, and that particle that's left is called humus. It's the smallest particle of organic matter we find in the soil. It's very stable, meaning it, it, it doesn't break down into anything else. That, it, that's the final resting place for organic matter. And it has a very high cation exchange capacity, so it has a big pantry. So when we get humus in our soil, we get a, very, a great place for nutrients to collect and that the plant can take those nutrients away from it and use it for itself.